Hello and welcome to another episode of Live with Lil, the podcast. We are in our mammoth week of releasing a podcast basically every day up until we get in tune, in sync, in tandem with the YouTube lives. So I love that, you know, for a lot of you, I will have been in your ears almost every day this week. I've never... I've never said that before, not quite sure how I feel about that sentiment, but I hope you love it. I hope you're loving this podcast. I'm definitely loving making it. Oh, that's Maggie trying to get in again. Maggie does make a little appearance in this week's live, uh, so that's cute. Hopefully you'll feel the cuteness even though you can't see her on screen. This week's episode is called Girl in the Flower Dress. It was directed by Jesse Botchko and written by Brent Fletcher. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you can't see. Maggie just... How did you get in? Oh, Zach must have let you in. Oh, that was ever so strange. I heard her at the door and thought, oh, Mama's doing a podcast. And then I lifted up my fleecy, fluffy leopard print blanket that shrouds me as I'm doing these podcasts. And the door was shut, but Maggie was in here. I couldn't work it out. Anyway, Zach must have let her in. Brilliant. So if you hear her snoring, then that's what that is. Yeah, so this is episode 105, Girl in the Flower Dress. This was such a a fun one. And the, um, gosh, I just loved everybody that we had on the live this week. We had Louis Azawa, who played Chan Ho Yen, aka Scorch. And I don't know that I've seen him since we shot this episode. And there were so many amazing behind the scenes stories that he has and just what goes into being the star, the guest star of that episode, just the elements that he had to work within and things that they changed up at the last second. Anyone that has had an unexpected day at work, I guess, or a week where it just feels like people are throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you, you, I think, will empathize. And those who haven't had that, listen to Louis because he gives some brilliant advice. I will definitely take it with me. Then we have Scott Bauer, who is the prop master on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or who was, oh, so sad, who was the prop master on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He is just the most amazing man. We've worked so closely together, me and his team. Simmons just had pretty epic props over the years, and he is just a genius. He just kind of takes what's on the page and and figures it out, goes and you hear about his process of how he makes these amazing props, sometimes earthly, sometimes alien, make them work and exist and invent. He's an inventor and he works with brilliant people to help him do that. Just his passion and how much he gets excited about it. I think people like Scott are the reason that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has lasted so long and why I think so many people are drawn to it as a show is that it's it is made, it is infused, the DNA of the show is filled with people like Scott Bauer and Anne Foley, the costume designer, who is also on this week. People that are so passionate about the minutia. It shows in on the screen. It's a feeling you get from watching it. And we go into more detail about it as we watch along to 105. But just, I was so, so grateful that he came on this week and that he got changed while we were on into a sort of snakeskin leopard print blouse shirt situation. 
because Zach and I have our velour leopard print suit jackets on matching, of course. So let that be a visual that you can have in your mind as you listen along. And then this was the introduction of Raina, the character who is the girl in the flower dress played by the invincible Ruth Negger, who's so wonderful and lovely and just, oh my gosh, she just kills it. I mean, Oscar nominee Ruth Negger, of course she kills it. With it being named the girl in the flower dress, we talked to Anne Foley, costume designer, about how that process was and the time constraints that she has to do everything in and how it is to build an item of clothing for a character that the episode is named after and is extremely pivotal in that character development and in the show's plot moving forward, how that pressure is and how the process is. And she just is so excited about it. it listening to her, the passion that pours out of her veins is just amazing. So it's such a brilliant episode. And thank you again for the questions when people come on the Zoom. It was so fun. Brilliant questions this week. I cannot wait until we get in sync with the YouTubes and I can start reading these reviews that you guys are writing and emails you're sending and put them into these intros and outros because I am desperate to know what my microphone is called, what you guys think, and suggestions of stickers that I can put on it. I want to give a shout out to Sari Moscato because she made the sizzle that we come into every week or that's in this intro somewhere every week and it's just so brilliant and she's amazing so you guys should go follow her on youtube she's crazy girl vids and then on instagram she's agents of spoof she's an incredibly talented editor and just all-round brilliant person so thank you so much sarah you're amazing she also edits quite a few of my youtube videos so if you want to head over to YouTube, then my channel is on there, Elizabeth Henstridge. But we are talking about the live with Lil today. This blurb of the episode is Centipede kidnaps another gifted man. Shield tries to track them down. Also, secrets about Sky are revealed. <laughs> I feel like the blurb, I don't know who wrote this, but also secrets about Sky are revealed. I don't know. Maybe they only had a small <laughs> word count. <laughs> oh, so here we go. Episode 105. Thank you for rating and reviewing us. Please keep those coming in. We will have a raffle of all the reviews and we're going to figure out a great prize. So let me know what you would want it to be, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one Zoom with me, whether it's me recording a voicemail for you maybe, or guaranteed to come onto the Zoom on the YouTube and ask a question. I am currently recording this in Indiana. I think by the time this comes out, maybe I'll be in LA or London. I'm not quite sure. But I could see if I have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. swag. At some point, we're going to have merch. So that could be a prize. But let me know. What do you want? What would you love the prize of the review raffle to be? Where we will pick a review at random and give them a huge, massive prize. And then soon... Not this one, but the next one, I'll be able to do review of the week and read out what you guys are thinking and get your suggestions. And we're going to mold this into exactly what you guys want in your ear holes. Okay, sounds great. 
Ah, I'm really excited about this episode. 105, welcome along, welcome one and all. I hope you're loving these podcasts. I'm absolutely loving making them. I've become a little dream team now with my laptop and cables and celebrity mic and wooden chair and fluffy fleecy leopard print blanket. Thank you guys for being here. I hope you enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 105 Watch Along. Here we go! Welcome to level seven. This is actually a bit thrilling. Someone really wanted our initials to spell out shield. We have a small but active fan base. We are unstoppable together. You guys are my family. We don't move on. We hold that place in our heart, even after we say goodbye. We are not agents of nothing. We are agents of shield. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Agents of Shield. Watch along number 105. Very special guests this week. We have Louis Azawa, who played Chan Ho Yan, aka Scorch. Yes. What a great, yeah. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> to dive into all that stuff. Then we have Scott Bauer, who is Prop Master Master. And we may have uh, Anne Foley coming on here as well, who is costume designer, who was on last week. But there's loads of um, costume BTS uh, inside info in this episode, which is called The Girl in the Flower Dress. It was directed by Jesse Bochco. And the blurb is Centipede kidnaps another gifted man. <gasps> who could it be? S.H.I.E.L.D. tries to track them down. Also, secrets about Sky are revealed. Are you right there? Well, <laughs> this is a closet door and it sort of fell in. So I'm on something else. So if I'm Engage over your call. Yes, come exactly. on. It's like, oh my God. We're okay. We're good. Um, Zachary, but Abel is here as well. He will be monitoring the chat. Yes. He's with me, if you couldn't tell. Yes. <laughs> so you guys ask your questions in the chat and then. Um, halfway through, I'm going to be putting out the Zoom link in the chat and we'll be uh, inviting a couple of people in to ask questions. And then at the end, we'll invite everybody into the Zoom and we'll just all wave and it'll be a party. And I don't know, Scott might cry. I'm not sure. I might cry or I might uh, put on another cheetah print. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. For every person, we need another cheetah pattern. Um, Scott, you're looking lovely this evening. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, all right. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Star Wars fan forever. I was reading some of my comments and I saw that it was your birthday today. I don't know what your maybe birth name is, but for now, Star Wars fan forever. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Okay. So we've got it all queued up here. We're at the very start of the Netflix thing. So do you... Am I hitting it? Am yeah, I doing it? Nine. Yeah. Okay. Are we counting it down though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do it on uh, one. I'll do three, two, one. No, we'll press play. Oh, uh, no, that was a practice round. Uh, did you press play already, Scott? I did not. No, okay. Get it back. Would that be I know something? how to follow directions. <laughs> yeah, good. I thought we were, I didn't realize we were rehearsing. <laughs> Yeah. We do the blocking rehearsal first. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this quarantine has got me all messed up. <laughs> okay, on one. Three, two, one. We're playing. So ours is the ABC bit first, and then now we're going into the Marvel comic, comic thing. Oh, hey, look at that! Am I like queued up? All right. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Um. So Louis, oh you haven't seen this since. Yeah. 
Amazing. Oh, that's so fun. Where do you remember where this was shot with the um because it's meant to be Hong Kong, right? We shot yes, this but downtown Chinatown. Sorry, Lou, oh, go ahead. In no. LA. Yeah. Oh, there's the magic. Oh, ah! and there's and there is Mr. Jimmy O. Yang. Isn't that and so I, easy? I may be misquoting him, but I do believe it was his first acting gig on screen ever. Oh that my one. gosh. Yeah. You broke him. Oh my God. That's so funny. Gosh, it's like a lifetime ago. Yes. Well, this <laughs> was in, we shot this in 2013. So yeah. that is like. Yes, ages ago. ago. Ages ago. How did this scene go, Louis? Like, did you have to practice some tricks? Did they get a stand-in for hands? Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of camera <laughs> magic, actually. I, I, Scott can attest there were strings involved. There were people handing me objects behind the back right off camera. Um, I am not a magician, um, nor am I a Cantonese speaker at all. So I don't know if you remember originally the, I believe the episode was supposed to be a Japanese man. And right. um, I speak Japanese fluently, but little Tokyo just wasn't playing right for Japan very well, if I'm correct. And so they decided last minute to change it to Chinatown. And maybe two days before shooting, I was notified that I'd have to learn Cantonese, which I don't speak at all. And so I went in for my costume fitting and uh, basically learned uh, um, phonetically how to speak the Cantonese. And, uh, and in between that, a magician would come in and show me some basic tricks and, wow. and uh, yeah. So there's <laughs> we had a magician whose name is Greg Wilson and his mom and dad are famous musicians or musicians, magicians. Uh, they've been all over the world. And so I had Greg come in and help out with just hand movements and placement just to kind of give a, a realistic vibe of what a magician would do. Obviously, it's impossible to try to train somebody in a day or two, but at least make it believable. Whoa, that's so cool. Cause you all, I always think of, um, so, you know, stunts and fighting being the thing that actors have to do kind of behind the scenes. I, magician, wow, how awesome. Do you, did you learn some tricks? I did learn some basic tricks, yeah. And, but obviously like making an egg disappear and reappear is not, sure. is pretty high, high level. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I couldn't do that like in just one day. <laughs> There were, there were many takes and I believe like, um, uh, you know, a lot of the kind of background actors, including Jimmy, they're Cantonese speakers. And more than anything, I was really stressed out about butchering that. And really like, I, I said ahead of time before the big speech, I was like, listen guys, I'm about to like butcher your language, but please. Oh no, did we leave the same a second? Together was crazy. Um, but um, yeah, I wanted to say also, this is this actress, Ruth Nega. Oh my goodness. I know. Amazing. But Amazing, yeah. Small star Ruth Nega. Yeah, yeah this was, <laughs> I, I um, watched this episode today again, and she, she, you guys just have an, an electric chemistry and it's both of yours first episode and it's really difficult as a guest star to come in to any show, never mind one that you have to speak a language that 
you auditioned presumably thinking it was going to be Japanese, Japanese that you are fluent in and then it's Cantonese and then you've got all you've got to be a magician then you've got to do loads of special effects and then you're doing a lot of your scenes opposite somebody else that's brand new as well it's just there was, this was such and then you carry the episode this is like a tall order to expect. Yeah. um that's so much fun who gets to do that you know like do so much there's humor there's magic there's Cantonese and also like to work opposite some actually working opposite Ruth was probably the easiest part because she's such a good actress she's so mesmerizing to work opposite so that part I didn't really have to do much acting but you know also there was there's a bit of a, st a stunt in there too if you notice the fighting and all that yeah. and we literally choreographed that maybe two minutes ahead of you know like and 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 like I said like I'd come from the feature world and you know, when you do stunts and features, you you get maybe weeks, if not months, ahead of time to prepare or whatever. And basically, they're like, okay, so you're gonna do this and this and this, and then he's gonna kick, and then you're gonna try to run away, and then they're gonna tackle you. You got it? Good. Okay, <laughs> let's shoot. And do you, Scott, do you remember how hot it was on that set? I do, especially those poor guys in in those fireproof suits. I mean, they were just sweating to death. We were having some heat wave, right? And there was no, uh, it was a tiny apartment. And so they had to turn off the AC in between each take. And yeah. it would quickly heat up because of all the people that were in that yeah. tiny, tiny, like, yeah, it must've been like a one bedroom or a studio or something like that. And um, downtown is so hot anyway. And mm -hmm. yeah. So that was an actual apartment that wasn't a built set? I it know, was it was crazy. Elizabeth, when we had a lot of money and we could afford to go <laughs> It probably fit in with the, with the downtown Chinatown, and we went from there to to the apartment. That's yeah. right. And then we waited till it got dark to do the scene, so we shot out of order. That's yeah. correct. That's right. Because when yeah. you're, you can't have the AC going when there's cameras because of the sound, but when you're in right. a stage, just to explain, like, they're built to stay cool so that it works, but then whenever you're on location, a regular apartment is not built to have the AC on and off and on. That, oh my gosh, I bet that was brutal. <laughs> in fact, I'm not sure if I shot on the stage at all. I don't right? think you did because I the think I did, yeah. coming up, obviously, the, the big lab set was downtown LA too at the old stock exchange building. That and that had no AC at all, like right? zero. Yeah. Oh my God. And a head to toe lycra. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, everything's like fire. That's yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. Those, any of the, the. Was all of it CGI or did any, did you light anything up? No, I didn't light anything up. Those were kind of um, little light effects that they just to cast a glow on the face. But I, I do have to give um, credit to the um, makeup department. Oh yeah. They covered me with those insane burns, um, which were which was incredible and really like I had to kind of dehydrate myself so that I wouldn't have to go to the bathroom because they were like, once we put the makeup on your hands because they're on the inside of the hands, you're not going to be able to go to the bathroom. So um, what? Yeah, uh, it's like six hours in the makeup chair, basically. Oh my gosh, this yeah. just gets worse for you. For this episode for you, how what a no, but I mean that's what we do, right? We live yeah. for that stuff. It was so much fun. Hi Anne, how's it going? Hey, hey. What's up? hey. Yeah. hey. 
gosh, you look so beautiful yeah. and fresh. I feel like if I was stuck in a car, I would not look this, <laughs> this amazing. <laughs> yeah, a car for the last hour. Yeah. You made it back. Welcome along, Anne Foley, costume designer extraordinaire. Thank you. We were just talking about um, Louis and her, his inability to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> with, with with all the burn makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really digging. Yeah. Uh, yeah here, but, uh, oh my god. I do remember in our first fitting though. Um, you know, we went through all the casual clothes and I was like, oh, this is this is great. This is great. And then like right in the corner of the room, there's just like ever so subtly like head to toe lycra kind of outfit <laughs> and I was like oh we're good we're good I was about to leave and she's like no actually you gotta try that one <laughs> yeah. one more one more thing <laughs> yeah everybody yeah. on the show at one point or another seemed to end up in lycra <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you sort of scan the rail when you go into a fitting of Normal, normal, great, great, great. Oh, great. Right, yeah. right. What's I thought maybe I'd Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, um, uh, Raina Rufnegger is on screen right now with Louis. And just seeing that, uh, uh, I mean, having the episode called The Girl in the Flower Dress. Yeah. Uh, how, how scary was that? Not scary, I guess probably exciting, right? That... Oh no, scary. Oh. I mean, listen, we were just season one. It was like everything season one was a little scary. I'm going to be honest. Um, but <laughs> what was great about Raina is that a girl in the flower dress is she was a completely new creation to the Marvel universe. I mean, she was created by the writers. Um, and so we sort of could do whatever we wanted to. Uh, and then we hit on this idea that a uh, spoiler alert, uh, she's always going to have the same pattern every time you see her, it's just the background is gonna change on her dresses, you know, depending on the mood of the episode, whatever she's up to, cause she's always running some kind of scam. Yeah. Something's always going on. So, um, you know, and so this was, and also the styles of her dresses would change depending on mood, depending on what she was, you know, doing. And here in this episode, the first time we meet her, the writers wanted her to have more of an innocence. You know, we didn't want to tip our hat as to, you know, what Raina was really all about. Yeah. And quite frankly, we didn't even really know that much this season. You know, it's like as her character evolved, it just got more and more interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we can talk about costume without just tipping our hat to Scott's blouse that he has on right now and especially oh yeah so this is actually hey. a, a halloween costume that i wore i think it was season three or four i was the pen pineapple apple pen guy when that was a big <laughs> thing and i had the, the pencil thin mustache and i i had the dance and rj our makeup guy made a gif of me and blasted it out to, to everybody. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when I saw oh this, you know, I mean, I, I had to kind of join the party. Yeah. We, yeah. We it's kind of like a cheetah leopard cow mashup. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh Representing like a, a lot of different yeah. animals. Yeah, you can really- yeah, There's a it. lot going on. Yeah. I approve. I like it. I approve. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> So when you got the brief of here's this girl and she's going to be in a flower dress, that's kind of her calling card. Where do you start? Because this was a, a very involved process for you, right, Anne? Yeah. yeah. I remember well, it so clearly, the whole thing. 
Oh, you do? I, I don't. I don't. Um, maybe I blocked it out. But um, <laughs> I mean, it was great because Marissa had given me a heads up about her, I think, as we were starting episode two. So I had a minute to sort of think about it. And then we hit on this idea of using the same fabric. So we just I printed the fabric and then I changed the background color for so each episode. The, did you draw it? How did you find the flower? I mean, I found the fabric and then we just printed it from there. And then Philip Boutte, who's my illustrator extraordinaire, who I have used for years. Um, and he did most, I think he did all of the illustrations on S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we did a bunch of different illustrations of Ruth in different styles of dresses that right. all eventually made it into the show at one point or another. Wow, and then, and when then my cutter Kelly, uh, who was with us season one, uh, I think Linda started with a season one too, but Kelly was the one who cut and uh, made all of her dresses. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Oh, she looks incredible. And then how, when did you get, when did you, when was Ruth cast in the process of that? Because wasn't that late? It's always late. <laughs> We usually get you guys like, you know, I don't know, three, four days before you start shooting. Maybe she sometimes. She was also five. flying flying from London too, on top of everything else, right? <laughs> I think she yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, she was not in LA. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so, so so you kind of because if you have stuff off the rack and I don't know, maybe a lycra onesie, you can <laughs> just like get that on any size person because it's tight it's tight you know you'd be but you'd be surprised elizabeth to make a special one for me no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes you actually were you perfect. can say it you can say it. <laughs> how long is that process like she landed came straight to you and then you just people just had to yeah. make dress from scratch kelly just had to get on it well we had her sizes in advance oh, right. and so you know and uh kelly just we have dress forms in the back and then what we do is based on measurements and we would do this with you guys as well we just will pad out the mannequin so it's your size ruth's size in this case and then he just built the dress yeah you just learn how to do it you know really fast and quickly and just keep moving forward that's the beauty of television you know, it really, it really teaches you your craft because you just don't have time to, you know, wring your hands and worry about a lot. You just got to keep plowing forward. And, but the great thing on S.H.I.E.L.D. is Scott knows, and we had such an amazing team and such great support from the EPs. So, um, you know, they're always there to help. And, you know, and for Scott and myself, we had such a close working relationship as well because we had so much crossover on the show. Yeah, Thank so God. Can you explain like how because because the, there's certain things that actors and characters wear that are actually props responsibility. Right. Can you just say what they are, Scott? Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you would notice uh, earlier in this in this episode since it's season one. I mean, Elizabeth, you and Ian were wearing watches, which you didn't do later in the in the in the episode. Uh, so those are definitely props uh all the badges guns gizmos and gadgets on the show i would i would create uh and every episode was different which made it fantastic and like ann was talking about with the collaboration one of my favorite memories of the show is when you and i were at legacy and we were putting together a great <laughs> costume and we're literally standing there going okay let's take this piece off the wall and this and this and we'll yeah. put this there in this shape 
And I mean, I think it came together within an hour and we were yeah. really happy with the, with the way that it, it, it came out. I mean, we fine tuned it, but it was such a, a cool way to create a character on a TV timeline and have it come out feature quality. That's yep. amazing. And just to think that that's, Quake is now such a huge superhero in the Marvel universe. And it, you know, part of her was made by you guys in a room full of cool, geeky props going, Tech. this yeah. one, this one, this one. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's and even like things like harnesses and holsters. You know, Scott does the holsters, but they have to work with the costume. So we have to work together to make sure that everything is working as a unit. Just so, like with Mockingbird, when with her yeah. batons, it was the same kind of idea. Everything just has to look seamless or Mac and his shotgun axe with his backpack. It just yep. all needs to flow together. And there's just so much crossover, especially in, in a superhero kind of show where people have weapons and gadgets that the costume designer and I work together. I mean, sometimes I would talk to you uh, daily at several times a day, more than I would talk to my own family, which uh, <laughs> just happens. True. No, it's true. With a character like Scorch, how, so all the, Scott, you then had to do all the, like the, you know, the ball that disappeared in the magic act, and then it would be what VFX that do, you were saying, Louis, about the, the effect of the fire in your hand, that that was like a light that you had to hold. So, and then- So is it a wear versus use? Is that what delineates like costume from prop? Cause it's like holster versus like, how do you, like what dictates where like glasses, like how do those- Well, you figure that's that tricky. That's yeah. another tricky one. That's where Scott and I have to work together. I mean, if the actor's holding it, technically it's a prop. If the actor's wearing it, technically it's wardrobe, but that is an old fashioned way to look at it, especially yeah. on a show like S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, where we're working so closely together. I mean, just uh, for Jeff Ward's character, I mean, Scott and I were working on that together nonstop, I mean, because of the belt and the way that that had to work with the jacket and then the helmet had to work with the collar of the jacket. All of it had to fit together. So he's doing that part, I'm doing this part, but we are in constant communication. Yeah. And, you know, and it's great because I've got a partner who thinks outside the box and tries to like push, push it as well because that's what they're expecting upstairs. So, you know, we rip off each other and come up with really great ideas. Awesome. Which is what's so fun about the collaboration. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I enjoy the collaboration. It makes it so much more fun than you just sitting in a room by yourself trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, and then it's like, it's always fun to have, you know, company on the deck of the Titanic. Right, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all go down together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just talking, Louis, about like all the different elements and especially that went into your character more than any other character in this episode and possibly in the whole show just the amount of elements that you had to work with the everything that now we're in the lab and having heard you talk about how that was actually a real lab downtown downtown LA with no AC I'm watching this now oh, oh my god oh, I forgot god. about that the so centipede hard. theorem 
The set, yes, you know, I forgot about that. Yes, that was an, we built that, that was lab really in crazy an empty, in an empty space. What it, downtown, which used to be the stock exchange building across stock exchange, right? Yeah. LA, so they had this like this huge room. room, a huge room, and so we just we just filled it out with a bunch of techie props. I mean, right now he's getting injected with the uh, with the with the centipede serum, which is a solution that I had to create and then we have a, a retractable syringe basically it's a needle on a spring and as it goes into your skin it retracts back into the device and uh movie match i can't remember louis if i i stabbed somebody with a real needle on set that day i can't remember <laughs> if it was you or if it was one of the the background uh lab agents does that sound familiar oh, wait but don't i get don't i oh you do that's must... later that's later. Right, right. That that wasn't me uh, that got stabbed. I don't think okay. I would have remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be a rich man right now. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be calling us from the Bahamas or something. I know. I'd be like, forget <laughs> it, man. You, yeah. I don't want to be on this Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're in Nothing. Latex suit, Louis, and then you're acting opposite. Ruth Negger, and then yes. you are, you know, there's so many background artists, you're getting stabbed with needles, you're having the yeah. flame thing. Learning I mean, Cantonese. Learning Cantonese. How do you, as an actor, how do you give a performance like you did? It was when a trial by fire. <laughs> no pun intended. Wow. Thank wow. God you're here. Um, uh, <laughs> you? How as well, an actor I mean, do you like- I mean, I, I, did, I didn't, yeah, I've been, I've been doing this for some time and, um, uh, I did go to graduate school, which I find to be like one of the create, you know, it's insane. They, they throw all sorts of things at you at once in conservatory and, and see if you can survive, you know, for three yeah. years. And just in, in that sense, like, I, I feel like after having survived that, I could survive anything, anything someone throws at me. Yeah. But also I did have the tool, tool set, like all the action stuff. I'd done crazy action movies already. And so I, I could handle that right there on the spot. And, and in terms of learning, kind of doing voice and speech and, and little movement things at the same time, we're being asked to do that all the time on stage. You know? So in that sense, I, find, I found it to be thrilling because as I said earlier in features, you may sit around all day for just one scene and yeah. maybe not even get to it because you lose the light or something happens right or or you may rehearse that magic scene for a week or a month and then finally you get to it and you just shoot one little part of it and you're sitting around waiting forever and and this was thrilling because you can just act you know and keep acting and acting yeah. and obviously you have to collaborate with so many people and i remember with Anne too one of i i like one of the things that i um i feel like is a mark of a great costume designer um, is usually the first thing, the best, from, from my experience, they ask you, what would you think your character would wear? You know, a lot of times, mm -hmm. obviously they have their ideas and their choices, but there's a rack of things, or at least they make you feel like that's, <laughs> that, that you have some input into it. And I, I, I found that to be um, very helpful and useful and kind of collaborative. And, it, and it's just like, it's so much more fun when it's collaborative and you can be like, well, I feel like I he may be more of this kind of a character and would, would offer the jean jacket versus the leather jacket or something. I, I don't know. It's, um, yeah. I mean, some of the great ideas come from you guys, you know, and I, I try not to have a lot of ego about it. Um, 
because the it's true i know <laughs> i mean i'm never gonna see leopard without thinking of you guys but yeah, i'm thinking wow well, louis she you already know that. this elizabeth i said you stuff all the time <laughs> Man, never ask me my opinion how weird <laughs> <laughs> you do do that Anna. it is amazing and same with you scott with i feel like we have had so many detailed conversations about what a character would be doing here or exactly how this works and specifically with the fitzsimmons lab and then the lab that we just saw here it's like everything works everything's for a purpose i mean you have flipping real needles hanging around so that you can make sure that the fake ones look really good and um it's just all that like now looking at this lab that rain is in things are out of focus in the background but i know having worked on this show that every single shelf in there will be filled with relevant yeah. lab stuff whether it's mechanical lab stuff, high-tech lab stuff, or medical lab stuff. I mean, yeah. we went through it all on this show over seven yeah. And yeah. some of my favorite is the stuff that, you know, doesn't exist. And so I've had props where you go, so this bit is from um, the how you get gel nails that you put your hand in to like <laughs> Then that bit's from, uh, we found it on this coffee machine and we just kind of screwed it and thought it looked cool. And then this bit's from the, you know, and you guys just create these Frankenstein beautiful props. And the, It's hard for me to go to a store and look at something for what it is. I'm constantly looking right. for something to turn into <clears throat> something else. We were in an essential oils store uh, a few weeks ago and I'm looking at these diffusers and they're really funky shapes. And I said, ooh, I could turn that into an alien egg and we could... <laughs> Acids, different colors, and that's just the way my mind works. It drives yeah. my family absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, this looks like a centipede serum device. I could stick it to Louis' skin yep. and yeah. wear it for 10 hours. <laughs> we had jugs and jugs of that orange centipede serum. Oh, yes. yes. So gloopy. Yes. How long yeah. did it take, Louis, to put on... Oh, I'm gonna put the Zoom link in the chat. That's what that along. Okay. How long did it take, Louis, to put to get all yours to like stick all that on? I'm saying that I don't think. It's I bad. think totally total uh, time was six hours, so three hours in the chair, and then, um, yeah, I believe so, and then a rest, and then another three hours. Yeah, the, the day when it was the day when it was full, like mm -hmm. so we did it in increments. Yeah. So what? when it was head to toe, it, it took six six hours, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was an early call, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while yeah. to take off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's so great. <laughs> Do you have any yeah. questions from the chat while I'm just putting this in here? Um, I've been just what? so okay, engaged I know. that I've been get, kind of ignoring... Get onto your job, for goodness uh, sake. <laughs> Can Louis explain his audition process? Oh, How did yes. that go? I want to know. Oh, yeah. This is from oh, yeah. uh, Anne-Marie. Hi, Anne-Marie. Um, yeah, um, the audition was at the extraordinary Sarah Finn's office. Oh, the best. And um, if I, was this the very first Marvel show? Well, very first like Marvel like yeah, network Marvel show, TV correct? show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and this was only the fifth episode, so I believe it was like nobody really knew what to expect. Yeah, how did you know? And I was new in LA, but every, you know there were all these faces in the audition room that I knew either from my past or 
that I'd recognized from on screen, like everybody came in to audition for this one role like that I within the Asian community and it's a small community, but I was like, Oh, I know I recognize that guy from that movie and that guy from this movie. And, um, wow. it, it's funny. Cause that? Is that intimidating. Do you, do you, <laughs> I don't know, maybe because I didn't know anybody, it was like, people just kind of left me alone and I didn't really like have to talk to anybody. So I, I felt kind of more relaxed in that sense. But right. I remember being when, when it came time to like do it in front of Jed and Marissa, that they were super like kind of, um, I don't know, warm and receptive and, and I think what Jed and Marissa told me was, I mean, we're, we're all now friends and it's crazy how our lives have kind of intersected since then. But um, that the one thing about the read that I did was that um, it showed us a little sense of vulnerability. I mean, amongst all of that other stuff, you know, because it makes you go through all the kind of different the roller coaster of emotions. There's a little bit of comedy, a little bit of tragedy and everything in between so um yeah i i definitely i don't know i can't uh it was fun there's the material is great to work on so a lot of fun did you go and i think i auditioned with japanese oh Oh, really pretty sure i auditioned with japanese or at least a japanese kind of dialect but that whole monologue yeah wasn't in cantonese for sure so i probably did it in japanese yeah was it straight into Mo and Jed, or did you have like a, a round and then Seraphim and you came back, or? Um, I'm I was pretty new in town, so I probably read for probably Sarah's associate or something yeah, first. Yeah, you so you just moved from New York, is that right? Yes, I just moved from New York. Um, it was my the first TV gig I ever booked in LA. Yeah. Wow. So I thought, wow, this is really cool. I get to work in LA. And like, this is subsequently, easy. like there were like three <laughs> other shows that shot in LA. And I was like, this is great. And of course, that didn't last very long. And ever since I've been on the road, like all <laughs> yeah. over the place. But yeah. Yeah, it's really unusual to shoot in LA. Get, get yeah. it. More stuff is shot now in LA. Absolutely general do you think um, i think it's uh, getting better but shield's the only thing i've shot in la since our show is supposed to shoot maybe i shouldn't be saying that but, um. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert <laughs> anyway there is the possibility that um my my current show on amazon called hunters may shoot in los angeles i believe could be where did you maybe. shoot before new york Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. How how's that to shoot in New York? Amazing, but uh, I have a a young child now, and my wife was pregnant at the time, and we have a big dog, and you know things are oh, really expensive yeah. in New York, so we were all kind of cramped into a little apartment, and um, yeah, so that was adve- uh, a great adventure, but yeah, and man to shoot in new york is amazing but uh you know there are things to contend with like weather which we don't ever have to contend with here yeah that's the thing in la you can plan a picnic for any day of the week this is true that was a revolution for me (laughs) 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 who knows um well that's uh, so well fingers crossed that you maybe get to work in i hope so i hope so yeah yeah. Uh, Scott, when you when you get the brief of like, hey, we need this prop, it's got to 
you know, be in a lab or be from an alien planet or it's centipede and what does that look like? What's your process? Like, what do you, do you draw a picture? Do you call up, you know, do you go to a, you know, do you go in the kitchen and figure out how you stick things together? Like, how does it work? It really just depends on what the prop is. Uh, I'm not a great artist. I'm a great communicator. So I usually do some chicken scratch on a piece of paper or a napkin or wherever I am. Uh, I love to do research. I might find a shape or a color off of something and take a bunch of different images and say, this is what I want it to look like. And I have a team of illustrators, 3D modelers, 3D printers, uh, that I would then take my idea, flesh that out, come up usually with a, a 2D drawing or render of it. And then I would show uh, Marissa, Jeff, or Jed what my ideas were. And in TV, since things go so fast, you can't completely start over. They can maybe make a change here, a change mm -hmm. there, and then it's okay, in 10 days, we're going to have some crazy new prop on set and we're going to be shooting with it. Well, and do they, do you usually just have a couple or one to do each episode or could you have, I mean, this episode feels like it's full of props and they're new and kind of part alien and maybe part not. And how, you know, how many, how many do they usually get you to do? It's it just like a, a lot. Yeah, a lot. I mean, it could be, it's never just one. Right. No. I mean, in this episode, there's the syringes, there was the, uh, the, the, the vials that went into the container with the light and the, uh, the CO2 that, that came out of it. That was another collaborative thing that I had worked with, with Gary D'Amico and special effects. And we had to figure out how to light it and it couldn't have a cord on it. So, uh, it's just one of those things. I mean, I, I love my job. I get to play. I'm a kid. I just take different things and collude them together and, and, and make stuff. It's such an awesome job. I'm so grateful to, uh, to do what I do. It just feels like there's not enough hours in the day for that. Yeah. I, Louis, I think there's, um, this I is oh, there's, the yep. six hour makeup, right? The, that that is, that is, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Here he goes. How cool. It just looks so amazing. I mean, Huh? I, I know. How long your hair is. I was so glamorous back then. <laughs> <laughs> Before Shield went underground. So all the light on there, Louis, with as you're starting to glow from the inside out, that obviously oh, was put in afterwards, right? Yeah. So that what they put on your skin was mm -hmm. would look like burns. It wasn't mm -hmm. like glowy at all. It wasn't glowy, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was oozy and pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just the, I, gosh, I just love this show. Six hours yeah. for that shot that yeah. was probably 30 And that exterior is actually the exterior of the stock exchange, the former stock exchange. Oh, yeah. That, awesome. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Well, really used all corners. Wow, it's just all these memories came back. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I have a couple of questions coming in. One, for the entire, I think for, I don't know if it's this episode or maybe the entire series, Scott, do you have a favorite prop? And the second question I think is to everyone, what is it like in that scene, like when uh, Chloe and Austin have to like get dressed? What's it like for everyone on sets? Like, how do you like how does that respect work? their privacy and, and all of that? Well, that's, 
That's exactly what we try to do. I think we limit how many people are allowed on set and it's all choreographed. All of that's choreographed and rehearsed and, um, and, you know, and it's always about making sure everybody's comfortable. I mean, I had, you know, fitting with Chloe and we decided what she was wearing underneath the bra and the underwear and, you know, just to make sure that she was comfortable, you know, wearing that on camera. And she yeah. looks great. She does look great. And that's a huge yeah. costume thing, I think. And that's why it's so amazing when you have a costume designer that you can feel so comfortable with, that you feel like you can not A, as Louis was saying, kind of talk about how you feel like your character might dress, but also in those vulnerable moments when you may have to be in your underwear that you can really make sure you feel comfortable. And then I think our crew and every crew I've worked with, honestly, is just so respectful. Like they get that it's weird and, uh, and you know. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth, you went through this and Mabeth, you know, I think that's, you found out in the fitting with me that you were actually going to be swimming in that. I was like, where are like, the trout? hole on the <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy day for props I yeah. know, oh my god yeah that one that was nuts um, as, yeah as far as the my as far as my favorite yeah. props it's hard yeah. to pick just one after seven seasons of a show I have three I think I really love the dark hold book from season oh four. yeah that was a wonderful thing to uh and I could spend an hour just talking about how we created that but I won't uh, the other thing was there was this Cree orb, this round orb that yes. you all found. And uh, I just love how the design and the style of that was great. And then as far as weapons, I really liked the the Cree uh, battle axe that we created with the, with the big clear blade on it. I had never done a clear uh, prop like that before. And I just love the way that it, it turned out. So those are my three. I do. I do too. And actually that speaks to, that's actually a great example of the collaboration because on the orb was all the language, the Cree right. language. So, you know, Scott and I worked together on the warrior's costume, you know, there's language all over his costume and, um, and Scott helped me with the gauntlets and, you know, it was, it's, there's so much crossover between our departments. And I think that's one of the reasons why the show looks so great and it's so much fun is because we were always on the same page. And, yeah. and you can tell it looks, you know, seamless. Um, mm -hmm. I love the shotgun axe. That's like always going to be like one of my favorites. Yes, so cool. So cool. Like, yeah, love I, it. I never really thought, I guess, until watching this episode with Scorch. It's like when, Louie, you have the... You know, it's it's VFX for obviously VFX. And then costume, you've got to be in something very specific to be in that lab. And then makeup, you've got to, the, you know, makeup has to know how much skin is showing and how much they burn. And can we have sleeves? So maybe it's four, you know, two less hours or whatever. And then it's props to figure out how, what's sticking on you and how it goes. Yeah, those things. Then that stunts as well. It's just, you know, you see one character and how many people are involved yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's so awesome yeah, yeah. And then for you to give an amazing performance when you have 10 people like looking at you all day <laughs> <laughs> well we do get to block it and then we get to rehearse it and then we rehearse it again for in front of camera and then you get to shoot it a number of times go go off set and think about it some more so like 
Yeah, there, there's time. There's time. But you have to think quickly on your feet and figure out like, oh, as the guest star, you know, also you're like, well, I may get maybe one, two, three takes at the most. So let me let me give a something a little a little variation on the second take and let me get a, a different variation on the third because that, that might be all that I get. Yeah, and I think that's such a great point. When you're a guest star of the episode, when you're the, the lead of that one episode, it's yeah. it's such a hard thing to do because you're coming into an established team. But then yeah. like you say, and usually you have to do the most. And then you might not get as many takes because sometimes, you know, you have to go last and they shoot your things sure. at the end. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's the hardest job by far of the cast on an episode. Mm -hmm. I feel I like, I feel like in, in baseball, like there's like the closing pitcher or whatever, you know, they come on <laughs> just for like a few and, and they have to do so much work in a very concentrated amount of time. Like, I feel like it's, kind of that way you know um, like don't you lose this lead don't <laughs> that's lead. right yeah. that's right yeah it's like being um, an actor on a wanna and you just you can't mess up your line because you're you know you're coming. like where where this play you know because was it an was the original order 13 episodes or was it a full like oh, i was trying to think of that today gotcha. yeah we didn't get the full 22 for sure at the start. right so like this yeah. is a, a new thing for me to understand too i was like oh this is episode five these guys have been working their tails off for four episodes already. They need a little bit of a break, you know? And so the <laughs> guest star has to do a lot of, a lot of the work of the episode, you know, which is fun for me as an actor, but uh, also, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of story to fit into yeah. a short amount of time, especially because there's other storylines you have to fit into the episode as well. So yeah. uh, it's a, it's a great piece of writing to feel satisfied that there's kind of like a beginning, middle and an end to the character. A lot of times you'll yeah. see, oh, well that, that just kind of petered out and they really just gave up on that or they ran out of time. And for so, uh, somehow we were able to squeeze all those scenes. It's pretty amazing just watching. Yeah. It really and is. And still, still have that romantic scene with yeah. Chloe and us, you know? And so how do you fit all that in one yeah. episode is amazing. And and a network show isn't even a full hour, too. So yeah. it's two minutes. In fact, it's just finished. Yeah. I'd forgotten Austin was in that one. I was like, well, this I did too. Austin was in. How did this yeah. happen in one episode? That was so epic. Um, well, you killed it, Louis. That was, it was so amazing. And I, I'm sad that... Um, you I'd like to say something about that. Years later, we I, whenever I'd see Jed and Marissa, they'd be like, man, it's a shame. It's a real shame that and you know, but initially Mar Marissa was like, you never know in the Marvel universe, people don't always die. And yeah. then like as the years would pass, they'd be like, Yeah, it's a shame. We are <laughs> so early in this. Yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? And then like <laughs> And then, and then, like later down the line, I realized, oh, I can't even audition for um, a lot of Marvel shows. Like, I can audition for Marvel movies, but I'm part of the. I've, I, I guess it was a big enough character or a memorable enough character that I'm yeah, part of the nice. Marvel yeah. universe, which is great yeah. in some ways. But I, I'd also I, like wish I could play more. You know, <laughs> Louis. What's really funny is, and you wouldn't know this because you were only on the on the one episode. Is we, you can call me Scorch. I mean, I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> Throughout the seasons, we would, if some fire thing were to come up and your name would come up, scorch, and yeah. we would just have fun with it. So you lived on. You did live on. On screen, but off screen. It was really great. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, 
god. I believe like Clark had some funny kind of line after that, right? Like, oh no. Like, yeah, they gave him a name. Like, you gave yeah. him a <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let a couple people in now uh, in case they have a question. Well, Great. I guess they will have a question. So they'll come in and ask their question um, and I'll stop blabbering. <laughs> this is Isabella. Hi, Isabella. I think you might still be connecting to your audio because it tells me. <laughs> That's what it says. I think, I think you're right. <laughs> it, yeah, we're connected yep. to the audio. <laughs> this is Isabella. Hi. 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 Do you have a question, Isabella? Um, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Try to mute the, um, this happens to me every time, every single week. There we go. Thank you. Um, I was wondering if Hi. you could go back to any day in the set, like any day on S.H.I.E.L.D., what day would it be and why? Oh, wow. Go for it, Anne. Do you have one? I, I, that's a, it's a great question. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, there's so many moments on the show that were so special and so much fun. Um, it's hard to pull out one, just like it's hard to pull out like my favorite costume. I have so many for so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, I think day you know, one, but I would say, you say what? I think day one, just because I'd want to tell myself, like, just, just enjoy it. This isn't, you're yeah. not, fat, you know, you're just filled with fear. You're I not feel getting like. fired. Oh, look at Louise dog. Yeah. You're not getting fired. You just, yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you, Scott? For me, the one of the my most memorable times was when we were doing the pilot, and I had a big show and tell of all this stuff, and we were in Joss Whedon's office in Culver City or wherever it was, and I remember sitting in there with with Jed and Joss and uh, Jeff Bell, and and I had all this stuff, and everybody kept playing. I had this little tiny robotic pen where you press it, and it would go up and do this. And I just remember Jed sitting there playing with this little goofy $5 pen that I gave him and he just kept playing with it. And he thought it was the, the neatest little thing. And I sat there and I went, if this show goes on for a while, this is what it's gonna be like. I'm gonna bring in all of these toys and yep. these guys are just gonna sit there and play with them. And we were making goofy sounds because yep. no props work without sounds, pew, pew, and <laughs> So it was just such a memorable moment, and it was so long ago, but yet I still remember that even after six, seven years since we've shot that. Yeah, and you were right that this is that's well, it's playtime. You know, we got to just all play in the in the thing that we 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 the thing we dream to be doing and be able to oh. pay our rent mortgage at the same time. It's yeah, too. I mean, I have to say it's like. Anytime in all of our concept meetings, once it came to props, all the guys, their faces lit up. It's like, when we have to talk, yeah, totally. It's like when we have to talk about the clothes, Marissa lights up and then the guys, their eyes glass over. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> do you have a favorite day from the episode, Louie? Can you remember, like, do you have a point that might be your favorite moment? Um, there were so many great days, but I remember actually my first day, I think probably came in for either a fitting or magic yeah. or a language class and <laughs> I sat down I don't know if you remember but Brett and I went to grad school together so I knew Brett yeah oh. and then 
and then but the feeling i got was like you guys had already kind of bonded and it was like a very welcoming group everyone was so excited to meet me and you know maybe because i knew brett already but it felt like i i didn't feel like oh gosh i need to like you know sit at my own table and eat my oh, my yeah. lunch quietly or whatever yeah. <laughs> over here yeah. it's so, like a it's like yeah. a family yeah it's definitely like a family yeah. Yeah. Oh, so nice. It's weird because that's what they made me do when I would come. He had to come and he had to sit with the prop guys and eat with them. Oh my god. What? Thank you so much for your question, Isabella. Thank you. Thank you, Isabella. Thank you, Isabella. Okay, I'm gonna let uh one more person in. Who should it be? Oh my gosh, there's so many people in the waiting room. Oh, this <gasps> is that Maggie? I see Miss Maggie. Yeah. This is Maggie. Oh, wait. Hi, I don't know. Where did she go? Oh, sometimes I lose. Okay, Ben's coming in, I think. Oh, I love you. Hello, Hi, Ben. Oh Could you see so many people in the waiting room? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you have a question, Ben? Uh, I do. Yeah. So, um, if you could go back, we're rewatching season one. I'm actually rewatching the show now. I'm on season two already. Um, if you could go back in season one, what would be? Would there be anything that you would change or kind of alter about how you played Simmons or any props or costumes or anything? Uh, I don't know if I'd alter how I played her. I think I, I think watching back the tapes, I can see the ones they used were the ones when I remember as Elizabeth <laughs> feeling most relaxed. So and so, I think I probably wasted a lot of takes just being too nervous and a bit <laughs> strained. Um, so I think I would like to go back and just maybe I think maybe the second time around I didn't allow myself to enjoy it a bit more um mm -hmm. equally i don't know if i would have loved season seven as much if i hadn't have been gone through that the motion arc, of yeah. just you know not quite no because it's hard at the start in season one you don't really know no one really knows what they want until they yeah. see it. so as an actor that's, kind of that's true do something and then you don't know if that's going to rewrite your character for the well, better everyone starts writing for how you start playing it as well it's yeah. like they, they I think everyone kind of comes together as yeah, well. Yeah, how yeah. About, how about you guys on here? Is there anything that you would do differently? Well, no, you know, the funny thing is, I think we've talked about this um, in season five when, at the beginning of five, when I did the boards of all of you guys in costumes starting yeah. in season yeah. one, season two, season three, season four, and season five, and seeing your progression and watched literally saw you grow up right there in front of my eyes and these arcs that we got to create with your characters and sometimes it was completely by accident and then but it looks more thought out I think than it actually maybe was but um it is a happy sort of you know beautiful thing that happened with your character all all the characters all of you guys the progression is one of the things that I'm absolutely the most proud of in my career as a costume designer i love what we did yeah so special i have a question yeah. elizabeth um would you have discussions kind of at the beginning of every season like oh well this is 
this is kind of the like where we think the character is going to go and yeah it's, the arc it's, yeah we we did have meetings with the EPs at the start the executive producers at the start but it being Marvel the whole point <laughs> of the meeting was for them to tell us like where we're gonna go and how the season's gonna go but they would never they'd be like well yeah I we can't really yes. say much but can you swim or are you scared of heights yes. And then that would be it. These meetings would last like five minutes. And then you just, I'd walk out every season with more questions than answers. And it was still kind of a, a step-by-step. I mean, they would say things like, um, no, they really would not tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny is, is that the crew, sometimes we would get heads up on, on things yeah. and we would know more than the actors would. And the executive producers would always say, okay, you can't say anything to anybody. If you have yeah. to ask them a question, make sure you don't specifically say this. Yeah. Right, because you have to like, plan ahead of time, right? Like with oh, production meetings and stuff like that. I found out about the Patriot costume from Scott because it was supposed to be in a briefcase. And he came up to me and he said, oh, by the way, have you heard that there's going to be like a Captain America-like costume in what's-his-name's briefcase? And I'm like, wait, what? In the next episode, it's fine. Plenty of time. The one yeah, thing so, I would I would have changed uh, in answer to your question that from season one would have been I think the uh, the centipede appliance that went on Mike's arm. Oh. I just I don't know. It, I just wish I had designed it a little differently or constructed it a little differently. It was a little big and clunky and and bulky, and I wish it would have been a little smaller, a little more streamlined, and the a little more rubbery, I think, than uh, as plastic as it was. Well, but the thing is, it, it did get there eventually. You know? Eventually, so it was like, season, yeah. whatever it, it was, we redesigned it and were able to, to, yeah. to get Yeah, so it's right. like, we always look at those things as the 1.0, and then it sure. becomes the 2.0. Right. As they get more advanced. Yeah, you have like two days to suddenly make something that doesn't exist and you know you've got and all of a sudden it's got to be stuck to a person they've got to do a three-hour fight in it and you know right. things are going to evolve I thought that looked amazing but what a great question thank you so yeah, much yeah really man. good question thank you so this is the point that I say thank you so much for being here and then I let everybody into the zoom and we'll just wave and it's chaotic and wonderful and everyone has their sound on and then after a while I We'll press end. Yes, Scott, go. I have I have something to say. Uh, I know that New York Comic Con Metaverse is next month. So oh, yes. uh, the people at the prop store interviewed me and I'm going to be on my first panel. So if anybody's interested in that, How thank cool. you very much. Yes. How uh, do people see it? How do we watch that? What's that? How do we watch that? I will send you a link. Uh, yeah, maybe not right today, but as soon as I get that, Elizabeth, I can give it to you and you can give yeah. it out to all the fans. Uh, I sit down, I talk about my favorite props uh, for each of the seven episodes. Uh, it's about a half an hour and it was a, a lot of fun to do. Oh, that's I think fun. this is- I got my own prop right the, here. Oh, nice. Congratulations, nice. Ben. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Scott, this is for the auction, right? That for is all for the, the props and right. costumes that they'll be auctioning off at some point. Yeah. Awesome. So ahead of the auction, you walk people through the props and talk about your favorite ones. And that's so cool. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Okay, we'll definitely put the link out. Keep an eye out on my Instagram and um and Zach's Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and I'll put it on mine too. The internet with it. 
Um, and then Louis, uh, people can watch Hunters on Amazon now and then you guys yes. season one you can see it yeah um who knows? Maybe, maybe there'll be some news coming maybe out. there'll be some I, I news maybe, maybe. yeah well next season it's gonna happen we oh, just good. don't know when we're gonna start congrats it yeah it'll yeah. be in 2021 thank you thanks so oh, much awesome can't wait for that um thank you guys so much for being here and do you have any huge news to share Mm, no, just a uh, New York Comic Con panel with Jose Fernandez from Ironhead and Philip Boutte, who's my illustrator. So we're three of us are going to talk about the process from uh, concept to creation. <gasps> oh, when is that? I don't know yet. It's just happening during Comic Con. As soon as I have more information about when they're going to post it, because uh, I think all of it's digital this year. Um, so. As soon as I know when it's going to go live, I'll put it up on my Instagram. Amazing. Amazing. And your Instagram is at Anne Foley? Anne dot Foley. Anne yeah. dot Foley. No E in Anne. Um, no Louis, E. <laughs> what is your Instagram? Louis Ozawa? Yes, Louis Ozawa. L-O-U-I-S-O-Z-A-W-A. Amazing. And then Scott, I don't think yes. you have an Instagram. I do no. have an Instagram. What? I don't use it a lot. I'm trying to find what my name is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's Scott A B. I think okay. that is. I'm in some crazy outfit with some rose-colored glasses. I think that's, that's me. Appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and how about Ben? Ben, shout ben out. What's, what's, your what's, Instagram? What's, what's your Instagram? Benjamin Elman. E-L-M-A-N. Love it. <laughs> Go follow everyone. Thank I'm an up and coming director. So if you got any uh, film people, oh, you know, nice. come give me a follow. I know some actors who might like this. <laughs> <laughs> Always a costume happy. designer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come on, Ben, get on it. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. This was. Thank you. This was so much Thank fun. You. For so long, but you're all so talented and just wonderful people i feel so blessed to have you on here so thank you and uh, i might try to shoehorn some of you back on you know all of you especially yeah. you ben your book for the next <laughs> every sunday i'll <laughs> be right, there guys, thank you i'm gonna let everyone in now so it might get a little crazy admit, um, thank you admit all. All. hashtag admit all yes here they go wow. oh, yeah wow, wow. Oh my gosh, how amazing was that? Gosh, I just felt buzzing listening to it again and just hearing all the stories. And I can just, I feel like a whole show needs to be made around Scott Bauer and Anne Foley going to some random, proppy, costumey warehouse on the outskirts of LA and building the Quake costume. Just picking bits off walls and tables and, I don't know, filing cabinets and just figuring it out and putting it together and, and playing. You just... The impact that they had on the Marvel Universe on giving us Quake, in my opinion, the best superhero of them all, it's just, oh my gosh, it's so cool, the thought of them in there making it and kind of, you know, on a time limit with the backs against the walls and having to figure it out and then it, then seeing it in real life and people making it and Chloe putting those gauntlets on every day. I mean, she, she had to really push her arms into those and it's just so, it's so cool hearing those parts of the, 
of the process and how it all works. And I, having worked on the show and having been lucky enough to be with Quake in many scenes, I didn't know that. And I just love how well Scott and Anne get on and, and all the departments and how seamlessly they all work together. And against the clock, I mean, Louis mentioned it, but when on a TV show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's just the the time scale of everything. It's just condensed into a sprint, except it's a marathon. And so you are sprinting a marathon. There's so many moving parts and elements and everybody has no time to do everything in. And then you get an episode that looks like that. You just think, oh my gosh, it's oh, it's the reason I wanted to do a podcast and a YouTube and just delve into these episodes on a deeper level to meet these people that make it work. Because when you're lucky enough like me to be working on the episodes, I see all the all the parts that are in my daily life working on the episode, but then I don't even see the trips to the warehouse and the amount of calls that people have coming in and the, the just the pure brain power it takes to make it all happen and it's just this beautiful machine that is just rolling 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 at 100 miles an hour and all the tiny cogs are pivotal and if something is wrong it doesn't work it doesn't run the 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 train grinds to a halt i'm not sure where i'm going with this analogy but basically <laughs> these people are amazing and i'm so glad that we get to know the minutia of these episodes and then big, huge things about how it was for Louis and just all the different elements and the six hours in makeup to put all his burns on and just just that. I mean, I had no idea that it was that. And then there being no AC in all his locations, basically. Season one, we definitely had a much bigger budget because it costs quite a lot to film on location it's much more expensive than building the set and doing it on stages, which is kind of crazy that that is the case. And then later down the seasons, you'll see we reuse a lot of sets and we set the writer's set quite a lot of the episodes in one set, one corridor, <laughs> because it just costs so much money to make the sets. And then to go on location is super expensive. And so to revisit these episodes where so much of it is on location, it makes it look so cool, obviously, but then working there you forget that you don't have the same infrastructure in place because it's it's a, a real apartment that doesn't have the AC unit that blasts it and then you turn have to turn it off for when the cameras are rolling because of the sound then obviously it gets super hot and just hearing those stories from Louis I mean he's an incredible actor and do go check out Hunters on Amazon it's a brilliant show and he's fantastic and he's just the real deal as an actor, he so just gets on with it, comes super prepared, gives a layered, gorgeous performance. And hearing all his, the kind of circumstances that he was acting this episode in, I just have an infinite amount of respect for him. And his character went through so much in this episode. It almost feels like this could have been an arc for five episodes and they managed to get it into one and he took us along for the journey and by the end, we really, I really cared for this character. So I hope, well, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope we see more of him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But as I said in the trailer, this podcast has spoilers in it and we're not going to hear more from Louis Azawa. 
in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So make sure you soak. I hope you soaked up every second of his talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because he ain't, he ain't in any more episodes. But you can watch him on Hunters Season 1 and soon to be Season 2, which is really exciting. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, give us an email, livewithlilpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for being here. One more episode in this crazy week-long drop, and then we're going to be in sync, and I will start being able to read your reviews and comments and answer your emails, and oh, I'm just so excited. I feel like we're almost there, and this is going to be just such a fun journey. Let me know microphone names. Send me links to stickers that I can put on it to make it look like it has leopard print because clearly I'm obsessed and I have a feeling that this microphone is going to quickly become my best friend. Uh, She's still a celebrity to me at the moment. Oh, a she. Maybe she's a she. Uh, But I do think I'm going to become best friends with her. And hey, let's you and me be best friends. Email me. Write me a comment. Write me a review. Subscribe. I'm so happy you're here. I wonder if you can hear Maggie snoring in the background, but she's so cute. I just... I can't move her. Hey, see you next time for episode 106, which was a really, really special one for me. And just, I often think about that episode. So I'm a little bit nervous to watch it because, oh, I don't know. It's just going to give me all the feels, Uh, but I'm also really excited. So I'll see you next time for episode 106. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing. Love you.